0: From dream sequences to something that probably makes anyone involved in economics wish that what we're experiencing was actually a dream. If you're in economics, you're pinching yourself and going, no, not waking up today. Uh, Nope, still not waking up today. Joining us right now is Professor Moshe Lander, and Professor Lander is an alumnus of Huron University College and Western University, and is currently a faculty member at Concordia University. Professor Lander, thanks so much for taking some time out for us.
1: My pleasure.
0: It's great to have you back in London. Yeah. Let's kind of look at the world of economics right now. Is there any kind of precedent that you can turn to to say, okay, uh, here's a plan, or is this just a completely blank slate for what is about to happen or is still happening?
1: I, I think everybody's looking for some sort of comparison. I think kind of by default, we're just ending up at the Great Depression because it was it was so devastating in, in terms of the, the economic decline. But I don't even think there we have the same sort of uh, precedent because the, the Depression wasn't characterized by mass self-isolation and self-quarantine. and uh, So I, I don't think that we have really anything that kind of compares to what we're experiencing right now.
0: Economics probably doesn't like that.
1: No, but you know what? Economics is often wrong in the way that predicts things anyway, right? The, the old joke is that we've correctly pre- uh, predicted nine of the last five recessions. So, you know, the, the fact is that uh, any sort of historical precedent is, is merely a rough guideline anyway, but every economic downturn is different Uh, to begin with so it's kind of hard to compare one to the other
0: professor lander what are you watching specifically right now
1: you know there's a trade-off right now that uh, like any good economic story that involves trade-offs you have to kind of weigh the idea of the, the economic damage that's being done versus the health damage that would be done if we try to kind of lift the restrictions on businesses or movement of people. So, you know, there's, there's a point right now where I think all of us are willing to accept this idea of being locked down and isolated and not being able to go to work um in exchange for the idea that it, it's going to increase the greatest amount of people that survive this thing. But, you know, as the weather gets nicer and as, um you know, our, our psychological states start to kind of fray by being locked down, Uh, At what point are we going to say, you know what, Uh, forget the health issue here. We need to get outside. We need to get back to work. We need to be doing something productive with our lives. And, you know, when does that tipping point come? And will it come before there's uh, efficient testing and uh, even a vaccine?
0: Yeah, and in some places, I mean, you could already say that's happening. You've got those protests that are happening yesterday, strange pictures, wild pictures of what was going on in Michigan. And you've got a lot of honking of horns and yelling and people collecting together. So we may see a little bit more of that as we move along. One other thing that we should probably address is the idea that you've got China lifting restrictions. Other countries talking about lifting some of their restrictions with the hope of getting their own economies going. We are so interconnected around the globe now in an economical sense what happens professor lander when some of those places are able to restore some sort of normalcy but others may not be
1: well you know you can almost view it as as the opposite of when we were going to shut down right so Uh, China, Italy, South Korea, they went into shutdown mode uh, much faster than we did here in North America. So we're almost kind of experiencing now the reverse end of it, that where they were shut down while we were still operating and what sort of damage was being done to supply chains and businesses and access to... Uh, kind of those deep sort of links to China, the same thing's going to happen in reverse, that great that they can gear up their economy, but if there's no consumers on the other end looking to buy their goods, what good is it on their end either? So, you know, it, they're, they're going to experience maybe coming out of it faster, but uh, they went into it quicker. So I, I think all of us are going to have to wait till everybody is kind of safely on the other side of the, the flattened curve before we can really see uh, a true global recovery.
0: Sounds like patience will be the ultimate virtue.
1: It will be, yes.
0: Well, Professor Lander, thank you so much for your insight and for your time today. Let's talk again.
1: Anytime you want, and uh, when the nights are back up again, uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that too.
0: Hey, I'm I am in. Thanks so much for taking the trip, even if it's over some phone lines into London again. We really appreciate it.
1: You got it. Take care.
0: That is Professor Moshe Lander, graduate of Huron University College and Western University, and now a faculty member at Concordia University. So, taking a look around at the global economy, and there's that word again, patience. And it's going to be a tough one. It's a tough one for some people already. You know, is the, the theme this week, and for better or for worse, has been when? The theme this week has been, when are we going to see some normalcy? When are we going to start lifting some of these restrictions? And the answer is still, not now. Even though so many countries are at least considering this, and so many world leaders are trying to figure out how do we do this and not have some kind of setback where we kind of turn back the clock and risk exponential spread of COVID-19. And that's a question nobody really has an answer to. There's no easy answer. To that, Do it slowly? Do it incrementally? Okay, yeah, fine. But how? How do you even do that? What do you say can't open and can't open? What about classrooms? You know, once one positive case goes into a large crowd, if there is no immunity, we know how quickly and easily this spreads. We've seen it. So what do you do? And when you've got the Great Depression as a guideline, that's turning back the clock 100 years, you know, almost 90 years. So, a lot's changed in 90 years.